All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Walk Close Podcast. This is episode 102. So, if you're like me and you have a house full of girls, um, there's one particular movie that came out a couple of years ago that uh, you're probably really familiar with. You probably even know the words to a lot of the songs on the soundtrack. It sold more than one million copies, and it spent five weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. And they said it's the ninth best-selling song of 2014, with 3.37 million copies sold in the U.S. alone. And internationally, it sold 10.9 million in uh, 2014. It reached the top five on Billboard's Hot 100 charts and won Academy Awards for the Best Original Song in 2014, won the Critics' Choice Movie Award for the Best Song in 2014, and it won a Grammy, Grammy Award for the Best Song Written for Visual Media in 2015. And, of course, I'm talking about the movie Frozen and the specific song, <laughs> Let It Let It Go. Uh, the song about... Just things that uh, hold us back that, uh, yeah, I got to release. You got to gotta let it go. And uh, it's, it's probably <laughs> people want to let go of the song now, I'm sure. It's still, a, it's uh, it's quickly, quickly going to, uh, it's become a classic. Um, is it too soon to call it a classic? I don't know. Anyways, it's, uh, it's a song that uh, everybody knows in my house for sure with uh, four girls and, uh, you know, I never really got tired of the song. I'll be honest with you. I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Uh, although I know, I know there are a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people who just get, got, got tired of it. Um, but, you know, the, the message of the song I, I, I like. That is really important to focus on because we all probably have some things that we need to let go. And that's what I want to talk to you about today on episode 102. So let's jump right in. So I guess one of the first things is uh, we need to ask is how do we know if uh, <laughs> we got things that we need to let go of? Well, I guess there are a couple of things we could say, um, a couple of uh, things that you could be looking for, signs, uh, indicators that uh, you're holding on to some things um, that uh, you may not even be aware of. Maybe you're not aware of how... The effect that uh, particular events have, um, how, how the effect that it's had on you in your life, and uh, those things we hold on to could be holding us back. And so, maybe a few signs, a few things to be looking for. So, if you find yourself bitter and frustrated uh, all the time, and you you don't quite know why, or maybe it's after a situation take, takes place and you think you're over it, you think you've gone past it, and you know, all of a sudden you find yourself just just frustrated and bitter and uh, maybe anxious or depressed and you, you don't know why. Uh, maybe you have all of a sudden become complacent and maybe even resentful towards specific people. Um, and maybe you can't necessarily pinpoint why, but it's there. And it's maybe just those specific people, too. Uh, maybe, you know, you have these recurring cycles of behavior in your life that just, just ongoing. And, uh, even though you've tried to fix it, tried to stop it, yet you just have these reoccurring cycles, you know, you, you're riding the wave up and down, up and down, up and down. 
you do good and then things start going south and you do good again, things start going south. You see this oftentimes with people who have addictions of various, various kinds. Way more people are addicted than realize. Lots of different things that, uh, lots of different behaviors that, um, that we engage in and how those behaviors affect us resemble or uh, the, the, what the common forms of addiction uh, do for us. So addiction is way more widespread than what we realize, and it's not just relegated to drugs, alcohol, pornography, shopping, etc., etc. But maybe you just, you know, again, have these reoccurring cycles in your life, and you, you've tried to fix it, but you just, you just can't. Maybe you find yourself crying more than laughing or loving. Maybe you become more complacent recently. Um, in doing so, your, your thoughts go to memories from the past, and you're focusing your attention more on things in the past than you are in the present. Um, maybe you feel exhausted emotionally, spiritually, physically, and uh, you're not quite sure how you got where you are. Maybe you find yourself in that place where you're, you're forcing the smile to mask the pain. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe any of these and, and others. Maybe these could be indicators that you are holding on to some things that you need to let go because they are holding you back. They're keeping you stuck. And so uh, these may be indicators that there are that that is a reality you know, for you. And you know, to illustrate this, I, the the thing that I like to do to illustrate this point is um, using your junk drawer. Everybody's got a junk drawer, right? Uh, typically, in your kitchen, you might have junk drawers everywhere else too. But I think just about everyone has a junk drawer in their kitchen, and you don't quite know how that junk drawer gets filled with the stuff it gets filled with, and how things just end up there. It's like the catch-all. And every now and then, you know, you got to clean it out because you can't close the thing. Or maybe your junk drawer has expanded and you have, you know, multiple drawers, you know, become your junk drawer. And sometimes it gets out of control and you try to try to regain control and you clean, you clean it out. You go through it. And so I did this one time. I, I literally bought my junk drawer from my kitchen. I didn't go through it from the very beginning, uh, like, or I, I didn't go through the drawer before I bought it on stage with me. I just grabbed the drawer out of the kitchen and I took it with me. And to illustrate this point, I decided that I was going to clean out my drunk, 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 my junk drawer. And, um, you know, when <laughs> these drawers i think represent in so many ways the stuff that we can't quite let go of um but we don't quite know where to put them and so we put them in this drawer and we give ourselves all kinds of reasons as to why we put this stuff in in this drawer and so uh, i took i remember i took this junk drawer on stage and I began to examine the contents of my drunk drawer, and um, I made two piles: one uh, of a pile of things to keep, and another pile of things to let go. And I'm doing this in front of people, and so I'm having to, having to be, you know, realistic. And it was quite uh, comical, really, because I was shocked by the things that I found 
in this junk drawer. I mean, we had things in there. I didn't know what they were. And uh, my kids were, <laughs> my kids were in the audience telling me what they were and some things that I was going to throw away. And, you know, they're hollering, no, don't throw that away. We need that. And um, there were, yeah, things that I had lost and how uh, well they somehow ended up in the junk drawer. I'm like, oh, there, there it is. Um, some things were helpful. Some things were like this. You gotta be kidding me. We, we kept, we were keeping these things. We had a, a big massive pile of, um, ties, you know, the little wires that go around your loaves of bread when you, you know, buy, buy bread from the store. And we had just, we had tons of them. <laughs> like, what are we doing with this? Anyways, so this drawer, it gets filled up with all of this stuff and, it's just stuff we, you don't know what to do with. You don't know where to put it, but for some reason, you feel like you need to hold on to it. And so it goes in this drunk drawer. And I think that oftentimes, that's how we are with the things that we go through um, in this life. Like the things that we hold up in our own hearts, whether good or bad things. You know, our experiences all leave behind something. And these are things that we oftentimes hold within our hearts. And the things that take up the most space, I would suggest, are the things that are most influential, the things that have made the largest impact on us. So maybe we need to talk about this from the perspective of people. And so um, if we would say that the people in your life who've been the most influential, have had the largest impact on you, fall into two categories. Uh, one is going to be those people who have loved you profoundly. And two are going to be those people who have hurt you deeply. And um, this includes things that have happened to you uh, in relation to them. We're talking about uh, things that have that we have done, uh, how we have responded to things, and you know the baggage that we have collected and added over time, what we feel others have done to us or for us. And some of it's good and some of it's not. And unfortunately, we tend to hold on to the things that aren't very good just as much, if not more, than we hold on to the things that are, are good. And it's things we carry around, things that we need to let go. And our hearts become like junk drawers. We just just collect all of this stuff, and some of it is good to keep. Some of it, some of it, we have to figure out a way to remove it. And so the question I guess you need to ask yourself, we all need to ask and answer is, you know, what's holding us back? Or there are some things that we're holding on to that's keeping us stuck and not allowing us to, not allowing us to move forward and... With that being said, we have to talk about solutions, right? Uh, it's not enough just to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, I mean, we, we all got junk. We've all gone through things. We've all been hurt. We've all hurt people. We've all been in situations that have been tense and, and overflowed with emotion and responded in ways where, uh, you know, you, you couldn't escape the consequences. And sometimes the consequences just linger with us. For a long time, we have scars. We have things that have affected us very, very deeply. And so how, how, how do we manage that? How do we deal with that? It's not enough just to acknowledge it, although that's a huge step. But how do we, what do we do once we acknowledge it, 
right? What do, what do we do? Well, a couple of passages here that I think can be helpful, especially for those who are trying to walk closer, trying to live a life in the kingdom of God, trying to be disciples of Jesus. Uh, it's some words that Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. In this letter, he says this. He says, humble yourselves. Literally, it's the idea you put yourself, okay, you entrust yourself into the hands of someone else. You, that's what happens when you humble yourself. You, you are intentionally putting yourself in a different position. You are entrusting yourself, therefore, he says, under the mighty hand of God, which is an, a common Old Testament picture of uh, putting yourself under God's care. And so humble yourself intentionally. You put yourself and trust yourself under the mighty hand of God in His care, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting the idea, throwing upon. But it also, the Greek here also presents the picture of a once and for all act, like you do it. So he says, casting all, the whole, the collectively, all of it together, casting all your anxieties, your concerns, your worries. Um, we're talking about those things that distract us, that divide our attention, that keep us stuck. Casting all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So I suggest that that is a good place to start right, right there. If you profess to be a Christian or you're trying to be a Christian, trying to walk closer, trying to experience uh, this life uh, living by faith, there are times where we have to remind ourselves who we are and how we have put ourselves into the hands of, of another. And in doing so, we have the opportunity to take those things that divide us, those things that separate us, like things that distract us, that keep us from being who we have been created to be, from being, being the person that is already inside of us, but it is being blocked out. It is being held back. It is being weighed down by all of the junk that we have taken on over the years, we have the option to take that and throw that upon Him, upon God, knowing that He cares for us. And so understanding that principle, I think, is a good place to start. So you acknowledge the fact that there are things, there are, there are things that you need to throw, things that you need to cast, right, upon Him, things you got junk you need to get rid of. Um. And when you look at this first, though, but there's a couple of different ways that I think we can we can look at this and how this all works out. So uh, we can look at this and let's just look at two different ways. So we can say, you know, as each thing comes up, as each situation, as each uh, predicament, each response is. Every time that we have something that surfaces that we didn't realize was there, right? We give it to God. That's the that's the language that we we typically use. We give it to God, um, and that's that's one way to look at it because you don't realize that your junk drawer is being filled, right? You don't realize all of the things that you're carrying around. 
And then sometimes you only become aware once it's full, right? It's overflowing and you can't close the drawer. And uh, so you do what? You throw some things away. and uh, But then over time, things, well, the drawer gets filled back up. And it's the same thing with our hearts at times. Um, just a lack of awareness, uh, perceiving where we are as individuals and how we're dealing with things. And then sometimes... That unawareness allows things to compound and build up, and then things surface, and we have no choice but to become aware of them. And so that is that is one that is one way things work. That that that's the reality. And so as each thing comes up, as each thing surfaces, you realize, oh wait a minute, you know it's time to clean the drawer. Oh wait a minute, look, here's a thing that I have never dealt with. Here's a thing that. I have been walking around with, and then I have not faced it. Now it's time to do that. So that's one way to look at it. And the second way is um, the idea that we we entrust ourselves to God, right? You 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 throw upon once and for all. That's a that's a you entrust. You believe like you're like I don't understand how this is necessarily going to work out. I can't foresee the future. I don't know. What are the things that I am going to be involved in? I don't know what the distractions are going to be that are going to come my way. I don't know where the pitfalls necessarily are all, all are going to be. All I know is that on this journey that I, am, I have entrusted myself to Him. And so it is a thing that we have done, right? And then as those things come up that become distractions, we remind ourselves who we are under and why this doesn't have to be a distraction. And I think that this approach here is probably something that is going to be more developed over time as you grow more and more aware, as you become more and more self-aware, okay, of the things, of the condition of your own heart and where things are aligned and where you really are and become aware of the false self, right? These images, those those facades that we create, how we manage life and the ways we do that and the things we use to manage life. And we learn more and more about ourselves. I think this is a method or this is this is this maybe more accurately describes the process or it can. So as these things come up, um, we remind ourselves who we're under and why this doesn't have to be a distraction. But the thing that makes this hard is pride, which is why Peter says, humble yourselves, right? Because otherwise, this, this is what pride says. It says, I got this. It says that, that the hurt that, uh, that I have experienced from you, I'm not going to let you get away with that. It says that I'm going to handle this in my own way. I, I can't let this go because I don't want to be hurt again. We can come up with all sorts of excuses as to why we can't let something go. And that thing that we can't let go, it becomes a distraction. And it, it holds us back. And if we're going to entrust ourselves into the hands of Him, right? Into the hands of God who says He cares for us, you know, this is what entrusting looks like. You dump the drawer. <laughs> you you dump it. You let it go. You release it. Now I realize that it's not always that easy for us, right? It's not I mean look, when you talk about emotions and painful feelings, as weird as it sounds, um pain 
Pain can be comfortable, if that's all you know. Sometimes we have a hard time of letting go because we think it's a part of our identity, you know, the thing that we need to let go of. and We may not know um, who we are without that pain or that thing that keeps us stuck. And it's become how we have managed life. Um, so let me let me give you some things that might be might be helpful. Got to clean out the drawer, right? Help keep the drawer from being refilled. Just a couple of things, and again, I'm just going to say these. These are things that you have to work through. You have to figure this out. This takes it takes work. <laughs> it does. It takes work to let things go, and I think that's one of the reasons why we don't let go. Because it does take work, and that work can be painful. But if you're willing to commit yourself to the process, here are some things to keep in mind. Things we need to do. Let go of the past. Let go of bad relationships. Let go of grudges. Let go of the resentments. How things have turned out, etc. Accept what you cannot change. Stop wishing things could be the way they once were. Realize that the decisions you make now will determine your future because you cannot change the past. But you can help navigate and even dictate what the future might hold and where you go. And holding on to the pain does not fix anything. It doesn't fix anything. Replaying the past over and over again doesn't change it either. Because if it did, it would have, and you wouldn't be necessarily in the place where you feel. And wishing things were different doesn't make it so. And so accept what it is that you are holding on to and let it go. It's part of facing it. Facing it. Acknowledge it. Here it is. Here is the thing. Uh, let go of the idea that you can control other people's actions. You, you only really have control of yourself and how you act. And so let go of what others think about you. You can't live by your own values if you are living for approval of others. It's fascinating how oftentimes I think that we don't even we don't live according to our own values, but we live according to the values of other people. The things that we say that we value in this life are oftentimes things that other people value. And at the end of the day, if we get down to the real <laughs> who we really are, those things may not matter at all. But the approval of others, that's what matters to us too often. And that's part of what I think oftentimes holds us back. And so let go of what other people think about you. And again, I'm saying all this, and I know it's not easy, but you've got to be willing to do the work. And if you're willing to put in the work, the effort, and not allowing yourself to be controlled, not allowing yourself to be controlled by what other people think. In other words, don't do something just simply because of what this person is going to be thinking about you. If that thing, being that person, you know, going in that direction, it does not align with who you really are, then don't do it. 
don't go there. Don't allow other people to dictate your life. Do not live your life according to the values of other people. And I think most importantly in all of this, you need to be kind to yourself. Remember to be kind to yourself. Leave yourself room for mistakes. You know, did you say something stupid or, or, or you know, make a mistake? It's okay. Learn from it and you could even, well, possibly even joke about it. But saying something stupid doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means, it just means you're human. That's, that's it. And then along with that, listen, you also have to allow yourself to feel painful emotions. Ignoring painful emotions just extends or prolongs the inevitable. You're suffering. And when you allow yourself to experience the hurt and to, yeah, be sad. Let yourself go through the grief process so that you can move forward. Allow yourself to experience the hurt and be sad so that, so, or for the, for the purpose of moving beyond it, not to dwell in it. You know, you're not trying to float in it. You're not, uh, the goal is to move beyond it, but you'll never move beyond it until you go through it, okay? So allow yourself to feel the painful emotions, no matter how hard that it might be. And you might need help. You might help doing this. Find people. Get the help that you need, uh, whether it's professional or just people you're close with who you think can be good shoulders to lean on as you walk through some of your junk as you clean your drawer out, which is your heart. So remembering that letting go, it's an, it's an internal process that must happen if we're going to humble ourselves under the hand of God. It goes beyond just saying it. You can't just say let it go. That's why, you know, how many times have you heard people say let it go? And you're like, well, I thought I did, or I'm trying to. No, no, no. <laughs> You can't just say it. It is a process that you must go through. And it's even just going through that. It's the, the process you go through that allows you to let it go. It involves the mind. It involves your thoughts and feelings. And it involves, in many cases, getting it all out. Accepting some things as they are. You know, and, and allowing yourself to forgive, forgiving yourself, forgiving other people it involves forgiveness, letting go and moving on, staying, staying present so you can be kind to yourself and it involves entrusting all of yourself into the hands of the one that you claim to follow, Jesus. So, yeah, what's holding you back? I know I said a lot and it's easy to say this stuff, but at the same time, we need to become more and more self-aware of where we are and where we could be and ask ourselves, what is holding us back? Why are we not able to walk closer? There's some junk. I need to get rid of. So there it is. Episode 102. So what's holding you back?